Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hi, Ash. Hi, Mel. And hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Jeans and a Nice Top. Yes, welcome back. We've got more listener questions today, but we need yours. So we need more. So basically all you need to do is go to Instagram and go to Jeans and a Nice Top. Give us a follow anyway. Ash puts up really good memes all the time. And then <laughs> she actually makes up her own memes, whereas I just share like shit I've seen around the internet. But Ash is like an actual meme genius. So just come there and enjoy the original and the old regurgitated meme. The whole, it's it's everything that you could ever want. Anyway, we need your voice note questions. So you can ask us, you can tell us a story. We have one that is six audio notes long that we're going to use in a future episode. Ideally, if you can make it one to two audios, that's great. But look, okay. some some stories are long and winding and they require more. And I, we understand that. Yeah, you we can't do. compress them. You can't compress them. So if you've got to tell us a saga, come tell us a saga. If you just want to ask us a 20 second question, good on you, you... Yeah tight to the point hustler we love you but look either way we love the long-winded people we love the short concise people but can be a question can be a story from your life that you just need advice on basically it needs to involve us giving you advice or us talking about a topic that's all it needs to be yeah it can't just be a story but I mean we love those two (laughs) I mean we do today we've got one from Sam so let's see what's up with Sam Hey, Ashamel, I have a dating dilemma for you. I am 32 and I'm ready to get on the dating scene and I have the ultimate goal of meeting a life partner and I have come up with the idea this year just to broaden my horizons and keep an open mind to do like a dating bingo where I've written a list of people that I would potentially like to meet, like over the age of 37, under 25, different lifestyles, different worldviews that kind of thing. Um, But in saying that, when I look to my friends, they are people that have been extremely rigid and narrow-minded in terms of the people that they had wanted to meet. And they all have met partners and they all fit those exact criteria. When I thought it was an impossible task, they have found them. So what's your thoughts and what do you think is best? Mm, oh my god so controversial yes sam this is very hard and it's also is hard when you're like the yardstick you're following is like all your friends in relationships and you're like hey guys wait for me like i've got my list like of perfect attributes in a partner that i want to meet too and then you see everyone else around you has made that list manifest into the perfect partner and you're like oh okay great and that's what I hate I hate when there's an there's exceptions to the rule around you everywhere like I hate when Mm. you're like okay the answer is that I didn't widen my horizons but then you're like but here's all these people that didn't and met their partner it's Mm -hmm. so unfair and it, it feels so unfair um but I would say because this is my problem I compare to everybody else right And what I would say is that even if they are your best, 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 best friend, you do not know what their relationship is like and you do not know their journey to get there. So, yes, you will meet people who manifest their partner, who like have a criteria and they're like, they need to be over six foot two. They need to be brown haired. They need to have stubble that's like 
perfect with no gaps. They need to have like a moustache that's really thick and luscious. And, you know, they can literally line up all these attributes and then meet a person and then end up married to that person or whatever. But then it's like on the flip side, you'll then have another person who's like, I need to meet the six foot two mustachioed man with the perfect stubble. And then they end up with a five foot seven guy who's hilarious and has literally no facial hair. So you know what I mean? Like they'll they'll find this other person who doesn't tick any boxes of any of the superficial boxes that they had, but is this amazing match in just a completely different way. And so I think that it's always a good idea to widen your horizons. Totally. And also if dating was just an algorithm checklist that we were just like ticking boxes and meeting people who ticked each other's boxes, then the apps would be made redundant because we would have all just like met our perfect height and our perfect sort of occupation, our perfect partner on paper. And we would swipe till we found them, then we would click on them and then we would meet them and then we would get married. And then they, and it wouldn't involve their feelings or interest yeah. at all. <laughs> There's a little something called chemistry. And if anyone has ever been on a date with a guy or a girl who they were so excited about on paper and then you rock up to the date mm-hmm. and the vibe is nil and void, you will know chemistry is the most important player in the dating game. That's why the apps are so difficult to navigate because you can't know what the vibe is until you get to in front of them. Yes, absolutely. And that's it. Like, And I also think that like where did your checklist come from? Like what has influenced your yes. checklist? Because I think sometimes... I've had different checklists over the years, right? I I think I had the checklist where I was like, I exclusively want to date like inner West hotties who look like they haven't had an iron supplement in a very long time, who like have genes that like they've drawn art on them and like only wear flannel shirts over like Bond singlets. Like I had like such a specific type for so long And then I would date those guys and, you know, spoiler alert, often I was finding that that type of guy that I would date was almost exclusively unavailable emotionally. But also I would override like all the other factors just because I was like, oh, I found this like superficially perfect man. I don't care that I literally can't stand his personality. I am so happy to be dating this man. Uh, And then, you know, I think... I I enjoyed meeting people. So I think for me, it wasn't actually super difficult to broaden my horizons because I was always intrigued by different types of people. So I was like, oh, yeah. like I'm going to go out with this person that I've matched with and they're really funny and they aren't anything like anyone that I was ever thinking I would date. Um, and then it's just enjoyable because even if it's not the person for me, it was like fun to meet someone different. Totally. But I think there's like, checklists that you should keep in place and checklists that can go in the bin. Like for example, if you like to laugh, like if you're not a very serious person, um, cause funny comes up a lot, right? I don't think you have to date someone that's funny. If you're not a person that like is super like playful as a person, if you're quite serious, you probably don't need to be with a funny person because like they'll probably just annoy you. But like, I'm very silly. I'm a bit of a silly person to be honest. And so I was always kind of like, one thing that is a really core value that I wanted in a relationship was to have fun and not take life very seriously. Cause I'm not like that on the flip side, you might take life quite seriously. And you might be like, I want to be with someone who takes things seriously and isn't an 
going to be a fucking idiot all the time, you know? Yeah, because that's, that's, that's frustrating. <laughs> and we've all been in that union where you're like, can you just sort it out, mate? Yeah, and like you would hate to date me, You could not date me is what I'm saying. <laughs> Perfect. Let's keep, this, let's keep this relationship strictly professional <laughs> and, you know, podcast friendship. We're never beyond. falling in love, guys. We're, We're never, never falling, falling in love. In love. Um, you know, so like that I think is a, I would call that in my mind, like a core relationship value to like borrow language off my psychologist, but that I'm not just deciding can apply to a relationship because mm-hmm. <laughs> you can have core life values, right? And you're meant to figure them out and you're meant to make decisions in your life based off them. But I think you can also have core relationship values, but they're never physical and they're never they're never like based on all that superficial stuff. Like you're almost looking at, at what what a person fundamentally is and what they would be age 25 or age 85, right? So you're thinking things like that. Like I, I want a person who has fun in life or I want a person who makes like is, is quite serious in life or ha- is very ambitious or I want to be with a person who... um you know, and like all the basic stuff as well. Like I want a person who respects me and who is supportive and like that shit is like a given. I think you can keep them, but I also then think, cause now I'm saying it, I'm like, but then in saying that, I think you can be surprised mm-hmm. because you might think I only want to be with a person who is also playful in life and also doesn't take life too seriously. But then you might meet someone where you have the chemistry, like Ash is saying, and they take life very seriously, but then you become almost two halves that complement each other. So you lighten their life up and they help you to focus, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think what Mel's saying is like revisit the list, right? So you need to look at the list and instead of perhaps like maybe, you know, wiping some physical attributes off there and replacing them with more value-led attributes. And, you know, the age thing, I think, and as Mel has spoken to a lot on this podcast, the age thing can surprise you. There's, there's, You want to be surprised in certain attributes but not in others. Like you don't want someone to be really, um, you know, sort of laissez-faire and cool at the start and then you work out, you know, two months in that they're a real control freak and they're like reading your text messages when you're in the shower. That's, yeah, that's not something gross. that you want to budge on. But the <laughs> age, like let that like let that surprise you. There's things that I think you can um sort of be a bit more flexible on and other things that you are really hard line, hard fast that you will not budge on that you're looking for in a partner. Yeah, and actually I would I'm gonna change my mind halfway through the podcast. Oh. And I'm gonna say that actually, I think yes, I think revisit, switch out, I would say switch out all the physical attributes, all the superficial shit for only values-based attributes. Be specific with them, sure. Like go, I want a funny person. I want a person who is ambitious, whatever you want. Because Sam's looking for a life partner, she says, not someone that she wants to have a good time with. Yes, that's a huge, that is a huge factor actually that we haven't even talked about. Yes, she's looking for the one. Yeah, because you can date, like just dating around when you're just having fun, throw the whole list in the bin, just literally go do whatever, have fun. But yeah, like I think I think when you're looking for a life partner, I think the only values you have to have and you have to have as a strong, this is a no budge for me, is the core stuff about a healthy relationship. So someone who supports you, someone who 
um, respect to you. Um, if you're quite an independent person, someone who's going to support your independence and isn't going to like try and like make you, you know, isn't going to like limit your independence. Like for example, like I love traveling. I don't like always traveling with Tom. We both like to travel separately with friends or on our own sometimes. And like, if I was with a partner who was like, oh no, you can't travel with that. Like, and some people don't like it and that's fine too. Yeah. But to me, that's like a, a deal breaker. Like I can't, I don't want to feel like limited by my partner. You know, they're like core healthy relationship stuff that if you didn't have, we, even with the most hottest sex partner, best hottest person ever, like you would, your relationship would crumble. But the part where I think you can have values, but that you're open to p- meeting people who don't line up with those values is all the other stuff, including that stuff about like ambition and funniness and whatever, because I do think like we think we know what's best for us, but we can be wrong. Yeah, of course, every day. And like, would you, like, I don't feel like, like with Tom, like there's stuff that lines up that I kind of always wanted, but then there's stuff that's like total curveball stuff and it works. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. I, it Things you never know with dating until you're in it. Same as what I was saying at the top of the segment. Like it's soon, you don't know until you're in front of them. So the list is kind of, it, it. the list can only get you so far, but you have to get in front of this person to do an assessment, well, you know, an assessment with drinks or like go-karting or something. An assessment all the same. Like you're assessing each other's viability to, you know, take it to the next step, which is date two, date three, you know, whatever happens down the line. But that list can only get you so far. And I think you really just need to have a list, but also be flexible with said list. And it may look like all your friends have ticked off their list perfectly, but there are a lot of things that you cannot that you cannot sort of put in a into a dot point and put onto you know the notes app on your phone and tick it off. Absolutely. I think there's like I am a big fan of letting chemistry develop, um, which I know is like sometimes our like controversial point of difference. Cause I'm like, I can go on a first date and not really feel like strong sparks and then go on a second or third date and they've developed like over Mm. time. But there is always going to be something a little bit magical in dating. And I don't believe in the one and I'm not like obsessed with even the ideas of soulmates and things. Like I'm such a firm believer in like working on your relationship and time together and the development of intimacy and stuff. And a lot of like relationship therapists and things will also talk about that till the cows come home that like, we're so reliant in this modern world on this like idea of like this powerful magnetic connection. But there is always a little magical thing about meeting a person that you vibe with. Like there's some, there's always something there, like a little, like something, there's like some sort of connection. And I think, yeah, like, like going out and exploring and like just going on a date with someone, like if you've got a little bit of that connection on the apps or whatever, or you meet in person and you're like, oh, there's a little bit of a vibe there. Even if they don't tick your list, um, except for the like real core stuff about like, are they yeah. this person? Go on a date, just see. Yeah. And, and, and I think stop looking at what your friends are doing because so what if you end up with like this completely different person to everybody that they've ended up with or whatever, how exciting and how fun. And isn't that the fun of life that there's sometimes you just 
think you know exactly how your life's going to go and then off to the side goes the path and you're in this completely different relationship to what you expected. And comparison really is the theme of joy. It's cheesy. Like it really is a cheesy kind of Oh, it's true saying, but it's so true. Like the only times I ruminate about my career or, you know, how much money you got in the bank, all that stuff is when I'm like, oh, so-and-so has this, so-and-so is holidaying here, so-and-so is doing this. But there's always someone who's looking at you thinking, oh my God, they're doing this, they're Mm -hmm. doing that, they've got this. Like everyone has something that someone else wants that makes someone else feel like shit. It's just the way that the world goes. So as much as you can keep your blinkers on stay in your lane sam and you know focus on the job at hand which is finding someone to settle down with and get a dog (laughs) get a dog (laughs) thanks so much for listening guys and yes as we said please head to our instagram jeans and a nice top dot pod i think underscore pod well i never know anyway you'll find it you'll see it and um send us a voice note with your question thanks guys bye